coming up, the finale with Sully Baseball of Locked On MLB discussing what does Major League Baseball need to do to market their stars better. It's a conversation that a lot of people have had, but not Sully and I. So let's break it down next. Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. I'm your host, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there. You can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. I might have already said that already. When I do these intros, I'm just locked in. I don't even know the words that are coming out of my mouth. But also, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. Now, now that we got all the formalities out of the way, let's get into that conversation with Sully Baseball about how the MLB can better market their stars. We were talking about... <laughs> uh, giving shots to major leaguers, but there was an example of a minor leaguer getting his shot this week. And that was Adley Rutschman for Baltimore. And he got a triple in his first at bat. He scored the game winning run today. Uh, it, it didn't get a triple in his first. At-bat. He got a triple for his first hit. He got a triple in his mm, first. Yeah. He, I think he struck out his first at bat. I think it was but, his third at bat. Okay. Well, do you know what? I, yeah. You know, obviously I don't have a script. In, obviously I don't have a script in front of me. But um, he's a guy who is, when we were talking a little bit about Baltimore, who, by the way, whiffed on the Manny Machado trade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, they traded away their best asset a year too late, and they got back. Gotch. Don't um, trade your stars, folks. But, um, or, you know, if you're going to trade your stars, get quality back. But, you know, like, you know, the, the Red Sox got a couple of decent players back for bets, but they didn't get back a Mookie Betts. No. That's one of the, you know, like, whenever you see the, the big superstars being dealt away, you know, I mean. It doesn't the work. Diamondbacks actually got some decent players back for Goldschmidt, but they didn't get back a Goldschmidt. No, I mean, yeah. Luke Weaver's already back in the bullpen. We thought he was going to be a number two starter, Sully. Now we're hoping he could be the seventh inning guy for the D-backs. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, pay your stars, folks. Pay your stars. When, you, when you're blessed enough to develop a star – Pay them. Keep them. Yeah, because yeah, uh, talking about the White Sox today, if you want to talk about a superstar trade that kind of has worked out for the other team, I mean, Michael Kopech went today for the White Sox, and he's having a fantastic season. He was acquired in that Chris Sale trade, along mm-hmm. with Johan Moncada. Like, they got back a whole bunch of top Red Sox prospects, and maybe you look at that trade as kind of a win for the White Sox just because they got back so many blue chippers and Kopech has turned to a frontline starter. But even that, I mean, I, I don't well, know. But, Chris Sale, so I mean, it was... There. And and Chris Sale's injured. I mean, yeah, I think that I think the White Sox saw that he was an ace pitcher who had who had potential injury liability, um, and they won. And they got back. I think I think both teams did well in the sale trade. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I they think won the, the Red Series, Sox though. got what they wanted, which was a World Series title. Mm-hmm. I, I look up. I mean, I'll repost the tweet that I wrote back in 2018 when the Red Sox won the World Series with Chris Sale. I said they should trade him right now because if they sign, I said that he's his value is never going to be higher than right now. He's going to get hurt in a major way, and why not? cash in on him when he's already delivered what you wanted. The Bortle, uh, Cy Young runner-up season in 2017 was a pitcher on the mound when they won the World Series in 2018. Boom. Had someone else pay for the breakdown. Uh, instead, they signed to a long-term deal. And uh, as everyone predicted and went to bet online to predict, he uh, got injured. And while he pitched well down the stretch last year, he's just not been the same pitcher. But anyway, um Adley Rutschman is the number one pick from a few years ago, one of the top prospects in baseball, was playing in the minor league system for Baltimore and was called up and is part of their big plan of trying to put together something. And they're hoping that, you know, Baltimore gets to be good again. And I remember when Baltimore was an elite team mm-hmm. in, the, in the late 70s, early 80s, and they had another great stretch in the mid-90s, and they were competitive again. Uh, between 2012 and 2016. But there were big gaps of a lot of badness in between. Uh, I think it's bizarre that Adler Rutschman is given number 35 because I had to say, wait a minute, Mike Mucinas, number 35, Hall of Famer, is not retired in Baltimore? Really? Don't you retire your Hall of Famer numbers? You know, the White Sox have retired everybody's number. I think my number's retired with the White Sox. But, uh, but Rutschman is now with Baltimore. And I'm going to say something. I'm not... Uh, I don't know him that well. I know he's a big prospect. Yep. I'm just now learning to pronounce his name. I'm not a Baltimore Orioles fan by any stretch of matches. I have no ill will against the Orioles. I like, I enjoy the city of Baltimore. But I'm rooting for this guy. And a big reason I'm rooting for this guy is they show that great clip when he was told that he was, when he was told he was going to the majors and his teammates all came running in to give him a big, huge hug. And on his first game, there's the cameras caught him just before he put the mask on, him just looking around, the whole thing, soaking it all in, just being like, I'm a major leaguer now. And it was a really uh it was a it was a heartwarming moment. It was one of those like, wow, this is baseball. This is what he like his whole life he wanted to be a major leaguer. And we're watching him do that. And it was really it humanized him. It, there was nothing about his war, nothing about his whip, nothing about his dip, nothing about his babit. It was about him, and that I found myself going, yeah, I like this guy. I don't know who this guy is. He could be a jerk. I don't know, but I was rooting for him, and the TV caught that. I don't know. Did you see those clips? Yeah, I saw the clips because guess what? One of the people who I work with at the Arizona Coyotes dropped in our inspiration channel for our creative team because we loved it at the Arizona Coyotes. We want to, you know, maybe draw inspiration from that video because that's what baseball needs. They need exposure and they need marketing for their stars. So it was a great job by the Baltimore Orioles to kind of, you know, it's kind of, I think, the last dance kind of started this where you want to just follow a player's journey and career from the beginning and just get all that behind the scenes footage and access just because it creates such a great video and it really humanizes these players, like you said. So I think what baseball, not even baseball, let's give the Orioles credit because I don't know if baseball had had anything to do with no, this. I think this Baltimore did. I think yeah. the Orioles did, yeah. Yeah, this might have been all internal by Baltimore's creative team. So I want to give the Orioles credit for doing this because this is what we're missing from baseball. More videos, more stories like this, more long form about the, the players and, you know, behind the glove, behind the 
the hats or whatever you want to say. So I was glad to see that the Orioles did this because we know the marketing and the exposure for the players is an area that's been lacking. And it seems like it's up to the teams to do a better job of marketing their players because the sport of baseball is not doing a great job of it. Sully and I will continue that conversation, but this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Boxer? They know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans with the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the combo. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a couple. I have brought up this. I was once on a podcast, and um, I think it was Baseball PhD, which is a really fun podcast. I've that I've been a guest on for the last bunch of years. I I do a bunch of spots for them. Uh, go check out their podcast. I'll give you a plug, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, but one thing one of them the hosts asked me was it what would you do to get someone who's never followed baseball to try to get into baseball. And I said to them, I think they were expecting me to talk about this stat or this strategy. And I said, find the best human interest story. Find someone that they'll emotionally want to root for, not because of their stats, because you like them and get them to root for that player and build upon that. And they were, I think they were surprised by the answer. I, I said, think about the Olympics. When people watch the Olympics, they watch sports that they don't give a damn about. They don't give a damn about ice skating. They don't give a damn about the luge. They don't give a damn about the 50-yard dash or the javelin or whatever the hell they're doing. But they always create these human interest packages that make you want to root for that person. You know, when you think of a sports movie, think about a really good sports movie, whether it's Rocky, whether Mm. it's, you know, Bull Durham, The Natural, Cinderella Man, and whatever whatever sports movie you're talking about, Air is Bud. it just a breakdown or breaking away, which is one of the great sports movies of all time? You know, um, Hoosiers, all these films that that you know that even even uh, um, uh, White Men Can't Jump, you know, like mm. anything that's a sports related film, is it a breakdown of the stats? Are we breaking down Roy Hobbs' OPS in The Natural? No. We're following their story, the cutters in Breaking Away or in Bad News Bears. What I'm going to list all these great sports movies because there's a ton of great sports movies. The Longest Yard. There, it's never about okay, let's analyze their passing game and then, no, you're learning the story behind them and you want them to win. And 
sports can do that. It's like a show where the, the a play where the actors don't know the finale to. And if you get emotionally invested behind someone, like it has to be something so obvious for baseball to wake up and know how to do it. Like Jim Abbott born without a hand mm-hmm. and having to balance the glove on his hand. People got enthralled by that. It was hard not to root for Jim Abbott. And, but it has to be that obvious for baseball to say, Oh, maybe that's a human interest story instead of figuring stuff out. My wife was watching top chef the other day. Okay. Um, I'm not a chef. I can't taste what they're eating. I don't know if it's any good, but I get into shows like that. And I used to get into project runway big time and I know nothing about fashion, but the reason you got into those shows is you were rooting for the individuals and you're like, Oh, I like this person. I hope they sew this dress together or make this filet mignon. Right. And this is on stuff that I don't care at all about. And you get totally drawn into it because you're rooting for the person to win you learn about them and baseball has to really baseball can do that because there's so many potential stories there's stories there's people who grew up in in you know poor backgrounds people who grew up who are immigrants people who grew up who dealt with this tragedy that tragedy this thing that thing some people could be really funny some people could be winning for an orphanage i don't know make stuff up but give us reasons to emotionally attach yourself to a team or a player because otherwise these just look like a bunch of jocks and that we're reducing to numbers. Yeah. And it's tough to root for jocks and it's tough to root for numbers. Yeah. I think I just got lost in awe by your rant, Sully, but I think the player bandwagon, (laughs) I think the player bandwagon, I like, I like couldn't even form a thought for a second before I started talking because your rant just gave me uh, such a inspiration and just drew such emotion from me. But I think the player bandwagons is something in baseball that you don't really see um, in terms of the fan bases, because we know baseball is a very regional local sport. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what this face you're making is, but we know baseball is a very regional and local sport. And it's like, you know, whatever city you're born, you're probably going to like the baseball team next to you. You don't really see the the, the player bandwagons in baseball as much to other sports. Like in basketball, there's a lot of LeBron fans and those guys just follow LeBron from team to team. In baseball, I mean, part of it's on the players because they want to sign 15-year deals and they're never going to leave. But you don't see really a lot of fans that are fans of the Angels because they love Mike Trout. They're fans of the Red Sox, and now they're fans of the Dodgers because they're following Mookie Betts' career. I will agree we need the younger fan base to care more about the players and become more player bandwagons like we've seen in basketball and football. But I don't know if the human interest stories is going to drive the younger fan base there because I do agree older audiences, guys you know, above the age of 30, I don't know if kids are going to be there like, let me see how this guy came up from the from the dirt and how he was able to you know make a name for himself i don't know if kids you know 10 years old actually care about that i think they just care about what kind of swag does he have does he hit home runs does he pimp the home runs does he do a bat flip i don't think the kids actually care too much about the human interest element too much maybe as they get older they care more about that as they start to develop you know deeper feelings toward these players and a deeper connection but i think off the offset if they see the guy get drafted and he has some, you know, tough story about his come up. I don't think a, a, a eight year old boy is going to care too much about that. I think really what we're missing in baseball. Here's my point, Sully. Here's my here. Here's my take on it. I think what we're missing in baseball is the barbershop debate. That's why I love sports. I like to argue. I just want to talk about who's the goat, who's the greatest player of all time. And you can't do that in baseball as you can with other sports because it's too, become too mathematical, too analytics based. The stats are phenomenal, but you can't argue anymore because if you say Mike Trout's not the best player, they just, just say 
look at the stats, he is the best player. And to a point, that's true. But I want to have some debate. I want to have some argument to win. You can't have that in baseball no more. Sully and I will wrap up the pod, but spring is in the air. That means it's time for renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach out to your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Well, that's true. I think that's the one thing. But here, but here's here's a point that I'll make here. The sandbox is gigantic. There's not one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way that I'm aiming for is to an, getting an older audience. In you like to say things like doo doo teams. Yeah, so you I'm clearly not, think like a younger person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mature yet, Sully. Okay, but. Maybe there's more than one way to get people in. Some people are going to get into it for the statistical and analytical reasons. Mm-hmm. And we'll give re- reason for them. Some people are just going to be binary. To the team that lives that plays near me win. I don't care who's on them. They want them to wear the correct hat, the correct uniform. We could find different ways. There are different ways to get people into it. And if there's multiple ways, it as long as we're getting good baseball out of it, I'm perfectly fine with that. And, you know, I, I do agree that the thing that's the most frustrating thing about the, the world of analytics, the war stat is in some ways uh, I find very frustrating because A, it. It, it ends all debate, but B, I never quite know how they get to that number. Well, he got a seven war and he's got a five war, so the seven war is better. All right, how did you get to that seven? That's part of this calculation. Can I see it? It's too complex. All right, can we debate it? Nope, it's right there, written in war. This is better. You know, it feels like I've decided it, and I'm not going to show you how it's calculated, and the debate's over. And also, I do really- hate that because I like debating stuff too. I want to debate whether, who, who was the best pitcher of the 90s. Was it Randy Johnson, Greg Maddox, or Pedro Martinez? I think those are your top three right there. And I don't want one stat that I can't decipher end that debate for me. Yeah, a real quick point of war why it's stupid. It's also, depending on what website you use, they calculate it differently. So baseball reference and fan graphs, they calculate war differently. There's different points in their formula to get the results. So that's why I also hate war because it's not a stat that's measured, you know, consensus across the industry. If I look at Mike Trout's war on one website, it might be different as opposed to if I look at another website. That's another reason why war is dumb because it's a stat that's different from website to website. Let me just throw that out there. Well, let me just tell you, you and I, we just had we just had dueling TED talks here. Wow, 
I think yours a little bit better than me, though. Um, You're, you had, like, a little mic drop at the end. Yeah, but at the same time, I've been around for I think quarter of a century. How old are you? You're you're like you're, you're nine, right? Uh, a little bit older than nine. I'm 24 now. Turned 25 in October. Okay, so I'm twice your age. A little bit, slightly twice. No, though no, this is a stat that isn't different from <laughs> yeah. from website to website. I was born in 1972, which makes me five bagel right now. Uh, depending how you do the math, yes. If you multiply by two, you're double. Yes. 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 That's how. That's how we're. Gonna, that's how we're going to figure out double. Uh-huh. Fan graphs. I'm not older than you, but baseball reference. I am. Uh, I am. So, yeah. So it kind of works out that way. Um, podcast above replacement. Uh, wins above replacement. Podcaster. Hey, yeah, did you are. know that podcasts are now on IMDb? Oh, really? I, are they? I, I guess I'm supposed to update my IMDb page. I'm on IMDb. I can't even say it. I am on the IMDb because I was a television producer and a filmmaker. So there's my TV. And it was always like, hey, I'm on there for my hard work. And now I can do it by posting something I did on GarageBand onto iTunes. The next thing you know, uh, uh, you know, I can have an entry. But hey, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, weren't weren't you in that one movie, Sully? Weren't you that pitcher in that one movie who, like, the Cleveland baseball team and you wore the glasses or something like that? Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I yeah. was also the star of Platoon. That you're, oh. you're, you're, I was in a film about a pitcher uh, mm. with uh, called Spaceman, and Josh Duhamel from the Transformers movies was the star of it. He played <laughs> really? Lee, and I played a mailman named Sully, and we wrestle in the movie. He he grabs me, and we wrestle on the ground because he plays real life former Red Sox pitcher and Expos pitcher Bill Lee. Um, and when he was blackballed from the game, he started writing letters. Uh, this is just real. You watch the movie Spaceman. I think it's available on Amazon. And I can see and, you in it. Yeah, I'm in it. I have a, I have a <laughs> okay. couple of lines. I have one scene and a couple of lines. And the premise of the scene that I'm in is the real life Bill Lee, who pitched for the Red Sox and the and the Expos in the '70s, and was kind of a uh, free thinking, drug taking player. And mm. when he was blackballed from baseball, he wrote a letter. Like to every National League team, he wanted to play in the National because he wanted to bat, and to every National League team offering his services, and he got no responses. And so, in one scene, uh, he thinks his mailman is stealing the letters of res- positive responses from the team, and I play the the, the mailman, um, and he tries to reach in my bag. I won't let him, and then we wound up. He grabs me, I grab him, we fall on the ground, wow. and we start wrestling on the ground. And then at the end, we you know, he he I throw his mail at him and I yell, I'll see you tomorrow. Whoa. And uh, kind of implying that this is not the first time this has happened. And um the wrestling the wrestling say, is this a yeah. baseball movie or a love story? Yeah. So it, it, the the wrestling part was actually improvised. The director, Brett oh. Rapkin, who um who I knew because I was in the documentary that he was in and he thought it was funny. So he gave me this small part in the film and the part I'm supposed to just say, he's supposed to say, you know, do you steal in my mail? So I'm not stealing anything. I hand him the letter and he gave me the direction that if he tries to reach in my bag, don't let him. And so he reached into my bag as you get your hand on my bag. I'm a government employee, which is an improvised line. Wow, and, then look at this guy. I, and then I grabbed him, he grabbed me and then we fell to the ground and the camera just kept rolling, so we just started wrestling. And we didn't use that take, but he thought the wrestling part was funny. And so we did two or three other takes where 
he, where we we kind of planned it a little better. Like he grabbed like like the form, and then he grabbed me, and I and then and it's mm. all in one shot. So you can see that it's really me that this guy who's at least at the time was married to Fergie from the uh, um, Black Eyed Peas uh, was in his bathrobe and tidy whities and I'm in a I'm in a mailman costume. You didn't and need a stunt double? No, no stunt double for me. I did ah, my own stunts. Oh, Tom Cruise over here. Okay, yeah, so. darn right. That's my Mission Impossible right there. And uh, it actually, the scene turned out to be pretty funny. It was a pretty, and it's a good movie. If you check it out, it's called Spaceman. Spaceman. I'm gonna uh, look it up on YouTube. Just and I, my scenes with Josh Duhamel. Um, Ernie Hudson's in the film, so I'm uh, in the same movie as one of the four original Ghostbusters. So. Uh, in Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh, I am one degree away from all the Ghostbusters. I'm in the same film as a Ghostbuster, so there you go. Why are we doing a podcast, Sully? Why are we not doing a movie together? Well, what are your credits? I don't have any. That's why I need you to carry me <laughs> along. I need you to take me with you, Sully. Come on. Oh, man. yeah. Get on the old Sully bandwagon. That's yeah, why I'm there we go. things are going well. We pay you in built bars. But, hey, uh, I don't know how we got on that ramp, but I'm going to keep it in. What the hey? Um, hey, Miller, where can people follow you? Hey, at Creator Times 24 for my personal account, or look up Lockdown Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And follow us at Lockdown MLB Pod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking about teams, talking about Top Chef, talk about my film career with Miller Thomas. This has been Lockdown MLB for the 23rd day of May 2022. Slow motion, slow motion fist pump with Miller Thomas, Harry Knuckles. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. We'll definitely be recapping the first game against the LA Dodgers. And then as always with our Friday pods, we'll be doing things. We're watching for as we enter the weekend series because we've been on a little roll recently. Last weekend, um, last Friday on the pod, we said we were watching out for either Rojas, Peralta, or Paven Smith to really break out in that weekend series. And guess what? Rojas that Friday, three bombs. Peralta had two bombs that Friday. And Paven Smith has been hot ever since. I wanted to see the starters give us some length. Bassin Bumgarner had his longest start of the season last Saturday. So the things I've been watching out for have actually been hitting the last couple of weeks. So we'll do it all again on tomorrow's pod. But as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and deuces.